0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Sporlin HVACR podcast. This is episode 14, and we're going back into EEPRs, but mainly why they should be coupled with EEVs, or electronic expansion valves. Now, an EEV, an electronic expansion valve, is just like a mechanical expansion valve in the sense that what it's trying to maintain is a proper superheat inside of your evaporator, and specifically the exit of your evaporator, where that bulb location was, now you have your electronic temperature thermistor or temperature sensor. And just like mechanical expansion valves, the reason we want to maintain superheat is to make sure we're using our evaporator coils efficiently and also to protect our compressors. We want to make sure we don't have any liquid refrigerant getting back to the suction side of a compressor. Now, like EEPRs, our electronic expansion valves mainly are stepper motor controlled, meaning they have thousands of steps that they can move and fine increments that you could adjust your superheat. That also means you can have an oversized EEV, so it's able to handle high load conditions, as well as dial back to about 10% of operating, so it can handle low load conditions as well. And because they have all these fine steps, you can also control a very low superheat. And we're talking in the range from 2 to 4 degrees of superheat, which typically can't be controlled with a mechanical expansion valve. And that will mean a more efficient system. You're only using as much refrigerant as necessary to, again, protect your compressor. And also with EEVs, just like EEPRs, you can have a faster pull-down time. Because these can be oversized, yet still handle reduced loads, they can pull down faster. Unlike mechanical expansion valves that say you oversize it for a fast pull down, when you get to reduced loads, the valve may not function correctly. You may get into hunting or flood back. So why don't we use these in every application? It sounds like these are great valves, but why aren't they in everything? So aside from cost, there are a couple other points to be addressed with electronic expansion valves. And that's the main topic of this podcast today, is why do you typically see electronic expansion valves with electronic EPRs? So again, as we discussed in last week's episode, the main target that we're trying to maintain is discharge air temperature, which is closely coupled to the case temperature. It's also coupled to product temperature as well. So a case without an EPR and specifically an EEPR only has the electronic expansion valve to maintain the discharge air temperature inside of the case. And if this is a rack system with a common suction line, then all of the evaporators that are on this common suction line will be working at the common suction pressure, which is typically the lowest pressure that you need in the lineup. So let's think about what happens when you're trying to adjust the discharge air temperature if you only have an electronic expansion valve. Now, the only way you can adjust discharge air temperature is changing the superheat. So let's say your common suction is low pressure, but you want to raise the discharge air temperature in a specific case. The only way to do that is to raise your superheat. And what happens when you raise superheat? When you're raising superheat, that means you have less refrigerant in your evaporator coils, so you are derating your evaporator. And what that means is lower suction pressure. So when you have lower suction pressure, that means frost will build up quicker. In a supermarket, that is going to mean more defrost cycles. And again, defrost is one of the most energy-intensive cycles inside of your supermarket. Now, if your common suction pressure was close to the suction saturation temperature for most or all of your evaporators, then you can get by with just EEVs. Now, we talked about some of the benefits in EEVs a little bit earlier in the episode. Let's talk about one last one when it comes to efficiency. And something else we can think about is what is another way to be more efficient? We talked about compression ratios and we talked about keeping suction pressure high. But what about head pressure? If we lower our head pressure, then we can also gain efficiency because we have a lower compression ratio. But now something that we have to be aware of is if we drop our condensing pressure, which essentially means our head pressure, and we have a mechanical expansion valve, that is going to derate the TEV. Meaning, at lower head pressures, your mechanical TEV will become undersized and you'll be starving your evaporator. And on the opposite end, if you have a mechanical TEV, which is sized for lower head pressures and a lower pressure drop across your expansion valve, then in the summertime when it's hot, when you have a high head pressure, your valve becomes oversized and you risk flooding or hunting. So that's another huge benefit for electronic expansion valves is that no matter what the head pressure or pressure drop across the valve, they can maintain an accurate flow of refrigerant to maintain a constant superheat. And lastly, something I just want to mention, but we'll talk about this in a future episode is for defrost. Because the EEV is coupled with a controller, There can be algorithms programmed to understand when the system needs to go into defrost, a smarter demand defrost. So that's all we have for today. Thank you, as always, for your time. And if you have any follow-up, I just want to reiterate, we have our Facebook page. Just search Sporlin. Feel free to give us a like and drop any comments. If you have anything you would like to hear on future episodes, let us know. Have a great one and stay cool.